A Louisiana pastor is arrested for holding church services and Planned Parenthood loses in court for trying to stop sanctuary cities for the unborn. I'm Mark Harrington, and you're listening to Activist Radio on The Mark Harrington Show. Mark Harrington Show is brought to you by Created Equal, and you can support our ministry by going to createdequal.org. So we got some breaking news out of Lubbock, Texas, and that is that Planned Parenthood lost. Isn't that good news? Planned Parenthood lost in court. They sued the city of Lubbock to try to stop the enforcement of a sanctuary city for the unborn. And that's because the judge ruled that Planned Parenthood lacked standing. They lacked jurisdiction in the uh, case, that this, the, the federal courts cannot rule on this particular case of the Sanctuary Cities for the Unborn Ordinance in Lubbock, Texas. So this is a win for the pro-life movement. It's a win for Sanctuary Cities for the Unborn initiative. And so I wanted to bring that good news to you today. Today, as my guest is Pastor Tony Spell, and Pastor Spell uh, was arrested in 2020 for continuing to have church services uh, in spite of the fact that the governor there, John Bell Edwards, handed down an executive order banning gatherings of 50 or more people. Since then, Pastor Spell has not only been arrested numerous times, he's been placed in jail, and he's been accused of other violations of the governor's orders. And he's been told not to assemble together to have worship services. So, uh, Pastor Spell, you know, the um, these executive orders that are yep. handed down by these governors are unlawful. They're not law. Right. Uh, the, the executive branch does not make law. They That's they can they can enforce law, but they don't make law. The 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 the, the provision of government that actually makes law is the legislative branch. Correct. Uh, there was no legislation passed to limit gatherings to under 50 and to prohibit you from holding church services. None whatsoever. In fact. Right. So so what is the case here? How how is it that on every single case that you've gone before these courts that they've ruled against you? What 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 are they saying? What are the judges saying? Well, they're they're saying that uh, that the governor has the rule of law. And that by his executive orders, we should have closed our church and not had any in-person church services. Uh, it's totally illegitimate. Their rulings are. It's unbelievable that I can't get a fair ruling either from, you know, the best ruling we got was in the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, a Judge James C. Ho, which is a Trump appointee, a 47-year-old Taiwanese uh, immigrant, said that how dare Governor John Bell Edwards praise the BLM protesters and prosecute Pastor Spell? In other words, everything is backwards, Mark. We're right. calling good evil and evil good. We've set light for darkness and darkness for light. So it, they are not quoting law whatsoever. In fact, the only law that they're, they have quoted recently is an 1878 polygamy case in Reynolds versus the United States government which said this, this Mormon couldn't have more than one wife. And they're comparing me to a polygamist for wanting to have church. It is totally absurd that they are ruling against us as people mm -hmm. who simply want to go and have in-person church services. 
And so how would we, you how would you answer the question when people say, well, you know, the government's just looking out for folks. They don't want people to get sick. They don't want to get coronavirus. Uh-huh. Therefore, you guys should just comply, go along, get along, look out for others, love your neighbor and mm-hmm. all of that. What 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 reason is it that you guys stayed open? Because it's a biblical conviction. Hebrews 10, 25, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Psalm 35, 18, I will praise thee in the great congregation. I will worship thee among a multitude of people. Psalm 23, 6, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. 2 Timothy 3, 15, if I tarry long, behave yourself in the house of God, which is the church. Matthew 16, 18, you cannot be a church without assembly. The very word church in the Greek is ecclesia, which means assembly of called out ones. That's a scriptural argument. Let's don't even argue the scripture. For the sake of argument, how can you leave the big box stores open in America but close the church down? Yeah, or Planned Parenthood or the weed stores or the liquor stores. They all remained open during the pandemic, but not the church. Because because 51% of the revenue, Mark, comes from those big box stores, Home Depot, Mm -hmm. Lowe's. They Mm -hmm. pay the governor and the mayor's salaries, Mm -hmm. and churches are a hindrance to their agenda, which is socialism and communist, communist Marxism that they're wanting to bring into the United States of America. And we say, no, we're not going to let you do that. Well, you know, a lot of the leftists love to cite the so-called separation of church and state, which does not actually exist. It was a mention in a letter from Thomas Jefferson to the Danbury Baptists. It's not the interpretation right. of the First Amendment which says Congress should make no law. Congress is not involved here. This is a governor who's handing down an unlawful order to to basically tell the church they can't assemble. And you're standing up against that tyranny. Uh, Let's uh, let's jump to Monday, because this is uh, this is a high stakes uh, court case. You've got oral arguments. Judge Roy Moore, which our listeners hopefully are familiar with has taken a stand in prior cases regarding the Ten Commandments and uh, homosexual marriage and other things. He's going to he's your lead attorney on this. He's going to be uh, making the case before the court there in New Orleans. If you would tell us this is this is a big time case, I think. I think it uh, it could set precedent uh, long beyond this pandemic. Correct. So our case is of such importance. Why? Because we are not suing on equal protection like the South Bay Pentecostal Church in San Diego. We're not suing on least restrictive means or strict scrutiny. We're not taking that low hanging fruit, Mark. We don't want equal protection. We're saying that the jurisdiction of the government stops at the threshold of the door of our churches. Do Mm -hmm. not come in to our churches. Do not try to tell us when and where and legislate how many can be in our churches. And whenever I told them that, Governor John Bell Edwards ordered an ankle bracelet to monitor me and confine me to the front door of my house. He forbade me to leave my house when I bailed out of jail. Can you imagine? So Judge Roy Moore, this is a slippery slope whenever our attorneys are arguing for equal protection and saying, you know, if you kept the Walmarts open, how dare you close the churches? We're not saying that at all. We're saying this whole world can shut down, but we are going to practice our religious and civil liberties, which is the First Amendment. Mm -hmm. No law respecting established religion. So he's got to bring in to a 20 minute argument 
244 years of American history to state why the framers, God-fearing men who put in the First Amendment, that we do not want the government to infringe upon people's religious liberties. And well, if anybody he has could do it, Judge Roy Moore could do that. I mean, he'd be he the man for the but job. He, you know, he has to do it to Obama appointee judges, Mark. Hmm. Obama appointee judges on the Fifth Circuit and guys who are not quoting the law. You know, uh, we're in we're in a terrible time in the United States of America. It's right. terrible because people are not quoting the law and they don't understand the law anymore. So George Washington said, or, or uh, Thomas Jefferson said, is our constitution was created for a moral and religious people is wholly inadequate in the government of any other. That's why our constitution is not working anymore. It's because we're no longer a moral and religious people in America. We are, but we've been silent too long. What we need Monday is for an army of people to show up at the, at the Fifth Circuit Appeals Court in New Orleans for this rally where great people are going to be pre, uh, speaking. Dan Fisher and Alan Keyes and Judge Moore, myself, and other yeah, great Smith Americans. Adam, Rusty Thomas, Dave Dobbermar. Yeah. yeah, so folks, listen, I want you to take action. If, you can, if you're hearing the sound of our voices today and you're listening to the radio or you're picking this up over our social media platforms, and if you're anywhere near Louisiana, or even if you're not, you want to take a road trip, we want you to come down. There's going to be a rally outside the United States Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals in New Orleans. And that will be Monday. Uh, it's called the Strike a Blow for Freedom Rally. Uh, friends like uh, Flip Benham, Coach Dave Dobbermeyer, Rusty Thomas, both all, all those guys, great friends of mine, will be there to draw attention to what's going on here. Uh, uh, Pastor Spell, I know we only got a couple minutes. I got a busy day. I know you got a busy day here. If yeah. you would, if you would, um, the uh, the court case on Monday, you're going to have some. Uh, has let me ask you this: Has the media covered this? I mean, I I've been following it. The yeah. fact that you've been harassed for the last year, you had to wear a, an ankle bracelet, you've been arrested, all of this stuff. Is this getting any kind of traction? You know, because uh, it should. CNN has been CNN has been terrible to us. Uh, even Fox has been terrible to us. Newsmax has given us a fair shake, but the local representation of media here, the Prince of the Power of the Air, controls them. Uh, mm -hmm. They're bullied by the governor. They're bullied by the leftist liberal media agenda, and basically, uh, they've made us out to look like the bad guy. And we're not right. the only lawbreaker right. in this situation is Governor John Bell Edwards. Amen. Well, those who obey the law are are made out to be outlaws in today's world. Yes, Unfortunately, that's kind of how it goes. Again, my guest today is Pastor uh, Pastor Tony Spell, and he's the pastor of Life Tabernacle Church. You can check out their website by going to LTCBR. That's LTCBR.com. And Again, I exhort you folks to go to the court uh, case on Monday. That's going to be at 600 Camp Street. That's in New Orleans, Pastor? That's right. It's Fifth Circuit, okay. United States Appeals Court. Uh, be praying for this case. Help support us in our legal defense so that uh, this is the most important case in 244-year American history for religious and civil liberties, Mark. And uh, that's, so that's why the devil wants to try to quash it and keep it quiet. And how can they support you financially? How can they support your legal support? 
ltcbr.com legal def- okay. legal fund anything helps and uh okay. we want to make sure that we keep roy moore and this and this team fighting for us amen well we're, we're praying for a favorable outcome on monday and we Thank appreciate you. your stand against tyranny and for the gospel of jesus christ my guest again today has been pastor tony spell of life tabernacle church god bless you pastor god bless y'all god bless america amen thank you bye all right again pastor tony spell has been my guest today uh and be praying for him on monday and his legal team led by judge roy moore there in new orleans uh this is a big case uh it's not just about religious literary liberty this is about the the whether the first amendment actually means anything anymore and that is that uh, is it Congress that uh, is prohibited or is it everyone else? And uh, so anyway, be following that case, if you will. You can follow it by going to our social media platforms uh, on the Mark Harrington show. So we want to switch gears a little bit here and talk about sanctuary cities for the unborn. At the top of the program, I said that uh, we had breaking news coming out of Lubbock, Texas. That is that Planned Parenthood has lost the lawsuit against Lubbock. Lubbock is one of many uh, cities that have passed an ordinance there in Texas to outlaw abortion. Uh, what makes Lubbock difference, uh, or different is that Lubbock is a, a, a city that actually had an abortion center in it. And at the passage of the uh, ordinance, which went to referendum or initiative by the people, uh, the, the vote was 62 to 37 62% of the people in Lubbock voted to make it a sanctuary city for the unborn. Planned Parenthood sued, and a judge there in Texas ruled against them, saying they do not have standing. In other words, it's outside of the jurisdiction of the court to rule on this case. That means, as of today, that uh, Lubbock, Texas is abortion-free, that uh, Lubbock, Texas, which has a Planned Parenthood facility, is not committing an abortion as of today. That's great news, folks. I mean, already we're seeing the fruit of the Sanctuary Cities for the Unborn movement, and uh, this case is a is a testament to that. Uh, it doesn't mean that we're not we're, we're going to win every court case, of course, because Planned Parenthood and uh, the ACLU and NARAL and all the others aren't going to lay down and play dead for us. But this is a big victory. Uh, these these cases or these ordinances have been fashioned in such a way to make it difficult, if not impossible, for Planned Parenthood to sue and win. That's the whole point, uh, to make these stand up in court. And so far, so good. ACLU tried to sue seven cities in the state of Texas about a year ago and withdrew their lawsuit. Planned Parenthood has now lost their lawsuit in Lubbock, Texas, which is great news. So wanted to bring that to you. And also, uh, the other news is in the city of uh, Lebanon, Ohio, they have become the first city in the state of Ohio to become a sanctuary city for the unborn. Uh, we are now uh, launching that initiative. We've got one under our belt. We're hoping to put more online here soon. More cities in the state of Ohio, which is where I reside and where uh, Created Equal is headquartered. So about a week ago, we had our hearing there in Lebanon, Ohio, before the city council. And uh, it was a unanimous vote. I had the opportunity, as well as about 50 other pro-life activists, many of those, the majority of them, lived in the city limits of Lebanon to address the council regarding the Sanctuary Cities of the Unborn Ordinance. And what I'd like to do is play the clip. Now, here's the thing. What I like to do when I speak at these 
hearings, whether it's legislation at our state house or a city ordinance or any other government body, I like to clean up some of the lies that are told prior to when I take the podium. And so when I came up and spoke, already Planned Parenthood and their minions had already been lying about it. So I wanted to address some of those lies in the short time that I had. And I only had three minutes. So basically what I'd like to do here is play this clip for you. Uh, I think I really get to the heart of the matter here as to why these cities are responding in the manner in which they are. So go ahead and play the clip. Mark Harrington. Good evening, Mayor and Council Members. Thank you for holding this uh, hearing tonight. My name is Mark Harrington. I'm the president of Created Equal. We're based out of Columbus, Ohio. And a couple of weeks ago, I got a phone call from someone here locally saying they were interested in bringing this to Council, this ordinance. Then I got another phone call. Then I got another phone call. And before long, I was talking to my friend, Mark Lee Dixon in Texas, who organizes the national effort. And that's why we're here today. It's not some outside groups imposing their views on this community. It's because locals rose up and wanted to put an end to abortion in their community. I want to deal with some of the misconceptions real quickly. First of all, they say, what about the lawsuits? Well, first of all, ACLU uh, sued in Texas but withdrew that lawsuit, number one. Number two, the only city that's been sued currently is Lubbock, Texas, and that's because they actually have a brick and mortar abortion center in their city. That doesn't, that's not the case here, okay? Uh, the other thing is, people say, well, the sanctuary cities for the unborn is unconstitutional. Really? You know, Roe versus Wade is unconstitutional, amen? That's the problem here. Americans are saying no more to the federal government. They're looking to the U.S. Supreme Court. They're seeing the dysfunction in Washington. They listen to our current president who says after 120 days that he wants abortion in every zip code. Here's a president that wants to pack the U.S. Supreme Court, wants a permanent majority in the U.S. Senate, wants to rig our elections. We've got to take him seriously. Guys, if we could just we got to take him seriously. When he says he wants abortion in your zip code, he means it. And the people are here because they believe him. They believe Joe Biden. And we're responding. That's all this is. We're responding. You're taking ownership over your own community. The other thing is, people say, well, why? There's no abortion centers here. Well, you know, 40% of all abortions are what we call chemical abortions today. You know what a chemical abortion is? Chemical abortion is a two-part regimen. A woman takes the pill, and it kills the baby by starving them. Then they take a second pill, and it expels the baby in a toilet. That happens in communities all across America, and that's going to happen more and more and more. Brick-and-mortar abortion centers aren't going to move into to Lebanon. That, that's highly unlikely. It's the dispensing of the chemical abortion pill that's one of the big problems here. So I'm saying this. We can't look to the Supreme Court anymore. They're not going to solve the problem. The American people are saying it's a state and local issue, and it's time for us to take ownership over our communities. And I thank you for doing oh, that, and I yeah. urge for an affirmative vote. Thank you, sir. There you go. So that was uh, yours truly before the Lebanon City Council about a week ago as they passed the unborn the sanctuary cities for the unborn ordinance 
and made Lebanon, Ohio, the first sanctuary city for the unborn in Ohio. And so it was a, it was a big night. It was a historic moment to see this happen in our own state. And it brought about a whole bunch of national media attention. Uh, so what I wanted to do here is, is kind of deal with some of this. And folks, I want you to take action too. And the way to do that is by going to our website, sanctuarycitiesfortheunbornoh.com and fill out the petition. If you want to be part of this movement, this initiative that is now uh, adding to its cities daily, if not weekly, uh, we have the opportunity for you to be involved. So go to sanctuarycitiesfortheunbornoh.com. You can fill out this petition or questionnaire, however you want to put it, and we will get information from you and we will contact you and let you know if it's feasible to bring the Sanctuary Cities for the Unborn initiative to your city and to pass an ordinance to outlaw abortion within your city limits. Uh, so we are fielding these requests as they come in. It doesn't mean you don't have to live in the state of Ohio to fill this out. Uh, if you are in the state of Ohio, that's all the better because we're going to be working on that here at Created Equal. But if you're outside of the state of Ohio, then our national uh, uh, organization will be working with you to bring this initiative, this ordinance to your city. So again, the website is Sanctuary Cities for the Unborn, OH.com. You can just go there and fill out the petition. And so what I wanted to do here in the final minutes is explain to you why this is so important. Uh, like I said in my discussion there, or my presentation between, between, uh, before the city, Council there in Lebanon, the reason why this is taking uh, taking flight, that this is catching momentum across America, is because of what the Biden administration has promised to do. Uh, we have seen them basically move at light speed to try to change our elections permanently, uh, to to change it, make it a federal issue instead of a local and state issue. Joe Biden has promised to pack the court. What does that mean? He wants to add four justices to the US Supreme Court, a minimum of four, which would give them a permanent leftist majority on the court. He also wants to eliminate the filibuster in the U.S. Senate, which means he could get anything done he wants with a 51 uh, uh, vote majority. He wants to add the District of Columbia to the U.S. Senate adding two more votes for the Democrats, which again would give them more or less a permanent majority there. The rate of tyranny that's coming at us from the Biden administration is dizzying. And I think Americans are waking up to it and thinking and saying to themselves, he means what he's saying. And so when Joe Biden on January 22nd at the anniversary of Roe versus Wade this year said that he wanted abortion in every single zip code in America, we take him at his word. Uh, we believe him. And that's why we're taking action. And so, like I say, you can uh, be part of this movement by going to Sanctuary Cities for the Unborn, OH.com. Abortion is not a federal issue, never has been. You can't find the word abortion in the U.S. Constitution. You can't find the so-called right to privacy extending to abortion in the U.S. Constitution. And the 10th Amendment says if you can't find it in the Constitution, it remains a state's rights issue. This should never have been a federal problem, should never have been attempted to be resolved by the U.S. Supreme Court. This is a state and local issue, always has been, 
And now Americans are looking to their local communities to solve the problem. This is a preventative measure to keep abortion out of your community. Uh, it's not to try to drive one out that is already there, although that eventually we'll get around to that, I hope. But it is a way of keeping it out. And as of now, it has stood up against uh, any of the lawsuits that have been brought against it. Uh, if you recall, in 1973, it was nine unelected uh, men, lawyers, who decided for hundreds of millions of Americans that child killing should be legal through all nine months of pregnancy. Uh, the time is now, it's well past actually, for us to deny, defy, you know, tell the U.S. Supreme Court, and the federal government to pound sand, we are going to do what is uh, what we must do to protect our own children in our own communities because all politics is local. All politics is local. That was coined by the former Democrat uh, House Speaker Tip O'Neill back in the Reagan years, that all politics is local. It's true. And as we see the, the, the expanse of the federal government, the overreach, the corruption, the dysfunction in Washington, it makes even more sense than ever to make it a local issue to be solved by local residents. Amos 5.15 says, hate evil, love good, and establish justice inside the city gates. It is time for Christians to raise up, uh, to rise up all across America, take ownership over their own communities, and say no to child killing, that they will not allow it to come into their own cities. And so if you want to get involved, go to SanctuaryCitiesForTheUnbornOH.com and fill out the petition. We'll see you next time. God bless you. God bless America. And remember, America, to bless God. You've been listening to Mark Harrington, your radio activist. For more information on how to make a difference for the cause of life, liberty, and justice, go to createdequal.org. To follow Mark, go to markharringtonshow.com. Be sure to tune in next time for your marching orders in the culture war.